Hey, good afternoon. Happy Tuesday afternoon. Gabe DeArmond, Sean Williams, and uh, Sean Williams' cat here on uh, the Tuesday Tiger Recruiting Show brought to you by James Carlton State Farm Insurance in St. Louis, Missouri. Every State Farm bureau or uh, I, I should say office is independently operated so james carlton wants to be your insurance agent he's gonna have to take care of sean's cat pretty soon uh i ho hope nothing's seriously wrong i don't know if james has animal coverage but he does have coverage for your home your auto life insurance whatever you might need james carlton has has uh, some special programs for teen drivers he also if you get in touch with him, the number and the Facebook page and the internet address are going to scroll across the bottom of the screen throughout the show. Um, if you get in touch with him and tell him you heard about him on Power Mizzou and on our broadcasts, if he gives you a quote, he's going to donate $20 to Advancing Missouri Athletes, the Mizzou NIL Collective. Actually had somebody reach out this morning, say he's looking for a, a new State Farm agent in the state of Missouri. And uh, we pointed him James's way, so we would encourage you guys to do the same. If you're looking for an insurance agent, James Carlton State Farm is the place that you want to go. Sean, uh, other than vet care, what's going on in your world today, man? <laughs> yeah, I gave the cat $5 and he showed up. So <laughs> that's, a, that's an expensive cat, man. All I have to do is fill mine's water dish and he's good. <laughs> uh, apparently he wanted to be on the podcast. So There you go. Hey, yeah, I, I mean – you know, dogs, cats, children. We welcome all guests on the show. If he, well, hang on. He's not done yet. There we go. Okay. Okay. Right. Well, I mean, there's not that much in Missouri recruiting going on. If you just <laughs> want to bring your cat up on screen, we can talk about well, that. Well, it's like I was going to say before we uh, started this program. Um, hang on, buddy. Here you go. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, before we started the program, I'm like, well, I mean, what's there to talk about? It seems right. like a lot of the a lot of the talks around uh, some Luther Burden talk right now. So, I mean, why are we here? Why is <laughs> right? We really could just sit here and break down kids' Instagram stories for the next right. thirty minutes. Do want to invite you to if you are watching live, we do appreciate that, and feel free comments, questions, whatever you've got. Again, we don't want to answer 27 questions about Luther Burden's Instagram story. This is kind of geared toward recruiting. Luther was recruiting last year. This is this is recruiting new players. But any uh, comments, questions you have, feel free to throw them up there. If, if you have them, we'll get to them, certainly. And if you don't, hey, that's okay, too. Uh, Sean, we'll start here. You were on the road last week. Watch Brett Norfleet and uh, Ja'Kai Lang, both Missouri commitments. So what, what kind of stood out um, in, in that trip between Troy Buchanan and uh, – and Francis Howell, is it one of the Francis Howell schools that Northwood <laughs> yeah. plays at? Just There's Francis, like 19 just of Francis them. Howell, not one of the not okay. one of the Francis Howell directional schools, just Francis Howell. Okay. But uh yeah, yeah. So I, I think the thing that really stood out was uh uh just Northfleet size. I mean he's he's a tall dude. And mm -hmm. uh, I think he's a really good blocker too. You know, he he uh I was kind of surprised he didn't throw that look, you know, we're, we're talking high school ball here. So, you know, naturally Francis Howe didn't throw the ball a whole lot. They might've threw it like 12 times during the game. I'm surprised they didn't throw it to Northfleet more just because he is uh, such a big target. I think he only got thrown to twice and he did haul in 11 yard touchdown uh, pass uh, late in the third quarter that kind of helped kind of seal the deal and at least extend the lead for Francis Howe. But, um, but no, I mean he was a, he was a pretty big part of the run game, uh, just in terms of his blocking. You know, he lines up on the end of the line, and he was uh, he was also blocking outside on the edge too. So he was a really uh, 
really big factor in that in that aspect. I mean, I think Francis Howell's running back, I don't know how many yards he had, but he had four touchdown runs. So I, I'm pretty sure he had over 100. He might have had close to 200 yards rushing. So um, so he's a big factor in that. He also, you know, Norfleet also, you know, kind of lines up a defensive end sometimes. Um, so he played he played a few snaps at defensive end throughout the game. And um, so kind of impressed with just his versatility and, and you know, things like that. I would have wished I would have saw more in the passing game. But like, you know, like I said, you know, you can't expect uh, – you can't go into a high school game expecting them to pass the ball a lot. So, right. <laughs> but um, uh, Jagai Lang, uh, pretty impressed with him. I mean, obviously, you know, look, you walk into a game like that, you can kind of pick out the power five guys right away. <laughs> uh, you know, Jagai definitely looks like a power five guy just in, in terms of his stature and, and build and everything like that. Um, you know, he, he was in, I think he was in on four tackles himself. He didn't get any sacks in this game. Uh, which is something he kind of talked about afterwards. He's like, man, I, I really want to get more sacks this season. But he's like, you know, but he's actually playing, he's playing every snap almost. I mean, I think he might have went out for a snap or two, but he plays defensive end. He plays offensive tackle. So, um, yeah, he said, you know, it kind of does affect maybe his motor a little bit, especially late in games in terms of defensive end spot, trying to get after the quarterback. But he said he would like to have a lot more sacks this year. But I think he was in on four tackles himself. I think he assisted on a couple more. Uh, so you know he he did a he did a really good job, and I was just kind of impressed with the size overall. And you know, both of those guys show versatility. You know, they they you know they played multiple positions. They do different things. You know, Norfolk blocks, and he played defensive end. Um, and you know, he was a factor in the passing game whenever they needed a big touchdown in, uh, late in the third quarter. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, overall, really good game. Uh, yeah, it was it was good to kind of catch up with those guys, both of them. Uh, both of them are very solid with Missouri right now. They talked about they were both at Abilene Christian, the Abilene Christian game recently. Uh, talked about the atmosphere there and uh, just kind of talked about how I mean how they were kind of all in with Missouri and uh, talking to other St. Louis kids, trying to get them in the boat as well. So, so uh, Jakai Lang kind of reminds me of like a, a a Ziggy Hood or the type of defensive lineman that Gary Pinkle used to recruit. When you see this kid in person. You look at him and you know, like in high school, all he's got to do is go out there and he's the most physically gifted guy probably in most games he plays in. But he's a kid that you look at and say, man, he's he's just a baby. And when they get him in a in a college conditioning program, I, I'd be uh, I'll be intrigued to see what that kid is in about three years. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I think, you know, look at all these kids, you know, I mean, especially Norfleet, he's tall, uh, not exactly big. So, I mean, you know, he's definitely can add, you know, he's got the frame to add some really good weight in college. Uh, same with Ja'Kai Lang as well, you know, get him in a college weight program and kind of see where he kind of, uh, how much better he gets and just in terms of physicality and, and, uh, speed and athleticism and everything. So those are all interesting things to kind of follow once they do get into college. Is Norfleet like, I mean, Missouri extensively or exclusively wants him tight end, right? I mean, do you think there's any chance they're looking at him on the other side? Yeah, I don't think so. I think it's strictly tight end. And I know, like, whenever they were recruiting him, my cat is being, like, super annoying today right now. So, (laughs) like, he's laying right here next to me. Uh, But anyway, um, yeah, when they were recruiting Norfleet, I know, um, you know, it seems like out of their tight ends, they're looking for, you know, versatile tight ends, you know, once they can go out and, and, you know, catch passes, but they also want them to block a lot, you know. So uh, I know that was a big thing that, um, you know, he was talking about 
you know, the coaches really wanted him to like to liked from him, but wanted to see him improve on, you know, this upcoming season. And, you know, I said, that's one of the things he's been working on uh, being a, being a more efficient blocker. And he really kind of showed that. I mean, he was kind of a big part of their blocking scheme and running scheme on uh, Friday night. So, yeah. Well, if he uh, can catch passes, I don't know if he could be eligible for Saturday, but I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm not joking about this part. If there's a position where there's playing time available next year on this team, it's, it's tight end. I mean, I Ryan Horsecamp has barely seen the field. Max Weisner is a, is a true freshman, and I know there's there's high hopes for him. Gavin McKay just I don't know I he's he's I d- hasn't made the travel roster, so I, I mean there's plenty of playing time available there. Yeah, it seems that way just from <laughs> looking at all the recaps of the games. There's uh, there's a lo- there's a lot of playing time uh, I think in a lot of positions, but specifically <laughs> tight end. I know <laughs> I know I know tight end hasn't really been productive, but yeah, I mean I can see. You know, and that really just depends. Like I said, you know, once you how much, you know, how much progression he does when he once he gets to college and, and gets in the weight program. But yeah, I didn't see a lot of pass catching from him, so it's kind of hard to really read that. I mean, he did a good job on that eleven yard pass. It was kind of over the middle on a slant route. Uh, but like a lot of man, half the time they kind of went to the passing game. He was kind of more of a decoy on most of those, so uh, it's kind of hard to really assess his route running and and, and catching ability too. So. One last thing on on these guys, and then we'll we'll get to your guys' questions. Uh, and I've been busy today; I haven't read the story you posted on Brett quite yet. But did you talk to him about baseball at all? I mean, is that still a, a thing with him? Uh, yeah, I just kind of mentioned it uh, toward the end of the interview, and just said, you know, hey, how's baseball going? Yeah, you're sneezing. I got cat problems, yeah. so you know it all happens. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, baseball seems like a full go with him, and. Uh, yeah, I mean that, that seems like kind of the plan, you know. Football and is he going to do that at Missouri? Yeah, I assume that's okay. going to yeah. be the going to be the case. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So he and Sam Horn should have a lot of time to uh, spend together. So we'll get to get to the questions again. If you got questions, comments, whatever, throw them up there, and and we're going to spend the next what ten to twenty minutes. Uh, I got to be over at practice at three thirty, but next few minutes, uh, kind of talking about what you guys want to talk about. Patrick wants to know Samuel and Pimba is coming this weekend. Is it surprising? And I believe Georgia made his latest cut. Look, he's one of those kids. I don't. I don't know how many schools he's at it could be different tomorrow as far as top five top 10 top 12 whatever but we are under no real impression that Missouri's a, a serious option for Impemba. um but if he wants to come to campus look you you say yes right I mean right you don't really want him coming and being a recruiting visitor if the main reason he's there is getting to see Georgia play but also a kid of that caliber if he calls you and says hey I'd like to come to the game you're not gonna say no right <laughs> yeah yeah you, that's a kid you you know you always say yes to you know just because he mm-hmm. you know he is you know grew up in that St. Louis area so I mean he does have ties to that program he probably knows a lot of the kids on the roster too so uh, yeah, anytime he wants to come visit, yeah, sure. I know he's not like being mentioned now, or he's not, you know, Missouri's not in his top group. And, you know, he's one of those kids, is, he's a little, I guess, all over the board. And, you know, a lot of the top programs want him. So you never know where he's going to visit. Uh, but yeah, if he wants to visit Missouri, I mean, why not? Yeah. I mean, make it, make a, make kind of a late push and be like, hey, 
You can right, play because, you can come play next year, buddy. <laughs> right. You keep uh, I mean, if he comes on campus, look, Georgia's coaches can't talk to him. Missouri's coaches can. So mm-hmm. y- you you talk to him, you keep the relationship up, and weird things happened at the end of recruitments, right? Maybe he and and I know people will say, Well, he's a top five player, he can go anywhere he wants. He probably can go anywhere he wants, but I'm just saying at the end, sometimes spots dry up and weird things happen with places. And if you've always been there you could maybe capitalize on some sort of a rebound. Whereas if you cut ties and say, no, man, we don't, we're not in your top seven on Twitter, then, you know, <laughs> he, he, you're going to have no chance to do it. So, well, yeah. And I always think about this when it comes to top five guys. Yeah. They do have their pick of the litter, you know, in, in terms of where they want to go to school. But, you know, if you've got, if you got the ties to a certain program like Missouri, the thing that might be appealing is, hey, you can play right away. You know, whereas you look at Georgia and Alabama, you're going to be on a depth chart with a lot of other talented people. So, I mean, uh, to me, I think in a five star point of view, now you know, look, I'm I'm thinking like a, a you know, a forty year old right here, not a not an eighteen year old five star, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that would kind of be appealing to some people. You know, to to go into a place that you're very familiar with. And uh, you can play, you can have the possibility to play right away and start right away. So, you know, that's just my thinking. No question. Um, Okay. Going through some of these other questions. Uh, Kyle wants to know, do you think they go heavy on the portal on offense, kind of like they did on defense this year, especially at tight end and offensive line? Offensive line, I think, without question. Yes. I mean, so, so I was kind of looking at it. They said Zeke Powell's out for the year today. I mean, he he was done next year anyway. Armand Mimbo played quite a bit at um, Auburn this week. Did pretty well for a true freshman. So I think you look at him as, hey, that's our right tackle next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mitchell Walters played quite a bit on – he got the start, played every snap actually on Saturday. And I asked Drinkwitz about him because he's a big kid that when he was recruited, I thought tackle. And Drinkwitz said – Without going into what we think he does well and what we think he doesn't do well, we think guard is his position. So there's your starting right guard next year. Connor Tolleson is already starting at center. There's your center. Um, Javon Fo- and obviously you hope maybe he, you know, in a year he's better than he is today. Javon Foster, um, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look if he has one more year at left tackle or not. Um, but if, if he chooses to move on or if he has to move on, and again, I, I just don't know off the top of my head which one it is. Uh, I'll look that up next time Sean talks. But maybe you're looking for a left tackle in the portal. Um, and left guard, you know, Luke Griffin is is still there, but he hasn't beaten out Xavier Delgado yet. EJ and Doma Ogar is there, but he hasn't really gotten in the rotation yet. So I could see them looking for – one and maybe two starting offensive linemen in the in the portal. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what the portal is for. If you have a deficiency, you know, you kind of look for those guys that can come in and you can plug and play right away as you continue to look up some eligibility. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm on my way right now. It won't take you. Yeah, so so the way yeah. I have it is that Javon Foster does still have the COVID year available after this year, and so does Xavier Delgado, and so actually does Connor Wood. So all three of those guys could come back. Foster's the only one of those three that I look at and say, hey, he's got NFL opportunities ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Um, you're also going to add the Buffalo transfer, who was ineligible this year at center. So there are guys there, but I still think they're looking in the portal. Yeah, I think you're looking for the portal for at least one, you know, whether that's a left tackle or a left guard. Um, you know, I think you're going to look for depth. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. There's some, yeah, you got in, you know, that's another way to recruit the portal too. Look for guys that can be depth guys, you know, that you can kind of rely on to come in and, and do have experience too. Yeah, look at a guy who maybe was a starter at a group of five team or a lower level team who, hey, he might not start for you, but he can be a body that can be in the rotation. Um, tight end is a little more interesting to me. I mean, you know, we mentioned Wisner and Horsecamp are here. Um, I, I'm I'm not going to say that Gavin McCabe won't contribute, but he hasn't so far. It's not really a guy I'd count on. You're bringing in Norfleet. They could still go look at a tight end, um, but I think everybody has – Tyler Stevens has two years left. Horsecamp and McKay have three, and Wisner has four after this one. Yeah, You know, so – if you've got to go get a starting tight end in the portal, I, it really doesn't say very much for how you've recruited the position or evaluated it. I agree. You mentioned all those guys that, that I think Drinkwitz has brought in on his own. And uh, for the most yeah, part. All four and, of them. I mean, yeah, McKay so was. McKay I was kind of like in that. He was committed, stage. but he recommitted. Yeah. Yeah. They kept yeah. him. So, um, yeah. I mean, that doesn't say, you know, you would think, you know, the Stevens kid would come in and, and be your guy, you know, right away. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of that's kind of tough when you got that many tight ends on your roster and, you know, you're kind of looking for another one to come in and start and hopefully, you know, make it. So, I mean, I, right. I think that's kind of why you brought uh, Stevens in in the first place from Buffalo to kind of be that guy and he just hasn't panned out. So do you do that again? I mean, I guess yeah. if the right person's out there, but – I think you got enough guys. Maybe you can rely on them and, and hopefully see how it pans out in another year. Elsewhere on offense, I mean, wide receiver. Uh, are they recruiting Marquise Johnson? Remind me, as a receiver or a D-back? Uh, receiver. Okay, so they've got him, Nicholas Deloach, who I think maybe is a defensive back. Uh, he's he's going he's gonna to be a DB, Deloach is. Okay. Yeah. And then they've got uh, Josh Manning, who is a wide receiver. And look, you got I, – I mean – we're assuming all these guys are coming back, but Burden and Lovett and Makai Miller and uh, Mookie Cooper, all these, I don't think you need a receiver in the portal. Um, I, I don't think you need a running back in the portal because Tavoris Jones, I think is going to be that guy. I think he's, he's probably your starter next year. And then, you know, you've, you've got some other younger guys there. Um, quarterback will be, I don't think they're looking for a starting quarterback in the portal by any means, but they could be, depending on what happens, they could be looking for a body to add. Yeah. I mean, quarterbacks always, uh, <laughs> always a hot button topic it's, in the, uh, in the transfer portal off season. So yeah, it's so tough. Cause it's the only position where only one guy plays. And so it's the most logical one to say, well, Hey, if, if Sam Horns is the starter next year, what's that mean for Tyler Macon and Brady cook and, what if they both leave? Then you got to have another guy, right? I mean, that's just, yeah. it, it's the nature of the position. And we're not trying to push kids out the door, but it, it's just kind of being honest yeah. about the whole thing. Uh, Chad Brenton wants to know, and I think it's now starting to get to the point where it's okay to ask this question is when should we be <laughs> concerned? Um, I don't think it's going to be a huge class, but I, I do understand Missouri fans now who are going I mean, we've come on the show, Sean, four straight weeks and gone, yeah, Logan Riker committed, but we don't really have a lot else, you know? So is it getting to the point where they where it's okay to be a little nervous? I think so, because, I mean, we've kind of been saying, well, it's transition period the last four weeks, you know? Yeah. And it, I mean, it kind of is. You, you hope to get, like, a lot of your guys – 
committed in the summer. And, uh, you know, and like I said, they did miss on a lot of offensive line guys. And uh, they missed on some other guys, too. And uh, there's just not really any guys popping out that could, you know, potentially commit right now. You know, it's I think it's going to be a situation where, you know, you're going to have to wait till November and December and see who they bring in, uh, you know, who they get to come in for visits and official visits and things like that. And there's probably going to be some Juco guys that have come in here uh, too. You know, they've, they've offered some Juco guys recently. So we do know they're searching. Uh, we just don't know who's going to come in for a visit yet. And, uh, you know, until that's clear, I mean, yeah, I think there is a little cause for concern because we're once again, we're sitting here four weeks in, we're also saying, Hey, um, you know, we think Marvin Burks might commit, but he hasn't yet. Nothing's so, happened yet. You know, yeah. and that, that makes you think that maybe he likes Missouri, but maybe he's trying to see if he can, you know, maybe go somewhere I else. Mean, so you just don't we know. We just that. need we need to figure out when Mar- Marvin Burks' birthday is because that seems to be the move, right? Public <laughs> announcements on your birthday. Uh, it, I think you kind of just answered this, but Patrick says, where would you place your bet for the next offensive line commit? I mean, are there guys out there that you see is <clears throat> that they're chasing that, like, I don't know if Juco guy or anything like that, or are we thinking portal? I mean, I'm probably saying Juco guy. Uh, yeah. Maybe. I mean, it, right now I'd probably say Juco guy just because, you know, the portal thing's not going to happen until December, and that's going to be a, just a, a a wave of <laughs> yeah a wave of bodies entering the portal. December, December and, 5th is going to be wild, yeah. man. That's going to be interesting to see, like, just how exactly how many people and, jump in the portal on December 5th, you know, so – and, we're, and, we're pro- and what we're what we're not talking about here is how many people from Missouri jump in the portal on December fifth because there are going to be some. Yeah, and, and there there might be some that kind of surprise us, right? That yeah. oh hey, didn't see that coming. I mean, Makai Wingo happened last year. Yeah, that's right. And look, I mean, there's going to be you know it's, it's we we talked about it, kind of mentioned it last week, but you know you, you've got guys out there like uh, Colorado State's wide receiver. He's kind of announced like, "Hey, I'm going to be in the portal on December 5th." So there's going to be guys out there that's going to announce it on social media. They're going to say, "Hey, I'm in the portal." So we're going to have like a list of guys already we expect to be there, and then there's going to be a wave of others that just kind of pop in there that don't announce it. So it's yeah, it's going to be. Hey, put put my name in the notes app on your phone. Just, just don't forget, I'll be there. A couple months, but I'm going to be there. Well, you got to give, and and that's that's smart on the players' parts oh, because yeah. you know they're they're giving the, giving coaches a heads up. You know, like, hey, I'll be in the portal, so you know, think of me whenever December fifth rolls around, and you can contact me. So, absolutely, a couple more here. Um, Ryan says, what are the positions it looks like Missouri's trying to fill out their class with? We talked a little bit about offense, but what do you think they're still looking for defensively? Uh, defensively, there's, they're, uh, definitely looking for, it seems like a defensive end for sure. You know, they've, they've, uh, the Juco guys, they've offered defensive end cornerback. Uh, those are, those seem to be like the two spots they're really looking for, uh, right now. So, uh, cause they've offered, uh, they've offered a couple of Juco guys in that regard and cornerbacks as well. So yeah, defensive end, deep edge rusher and a cornerback seems like the, the defensive positions they're really looking at at the moment. Uh, Jake is asking about Jordan Butler, a basketball recruit. I traded text with him this morning. He released a top three of South Carolina, Missouri, and Auburn. Um, commitment could come soon. He told me he doesn't have like a set time for it yet. My gut feeling is this is Missouri or South Carolina. Um, I, he visited Auburn last summer, but hasn't since. I think it'll come down to to playing at home or playing for for Charlton Young and and Dennis Gates. Uh, 
if I had to lean one way, I might lean slightly Missouri right now, but that's a gut feeling that's based on not anything I've been told. So, uh, so we'll see where that goes. Um, let's see. Uh, Kyle's asking about Marvin Burks, no developments there. Um, uh, okay. So, uh, okay. Dan Dor says, um, why would you offer or take junior college guys when you had so much success in the portal for defense and junior college guys. And again, like people are asking about portal guys, like, you know, again, you have guys where if you're taking a tight end, that concerns me about your evaluations of kids. If you're taking a running back, what's happened to BJ Harris and Taj Butts? And we are like at some point, the portal has to just become a place to plug one or two holes, not to recruit an entire new starting lineup. Right, right. I kind of look at it just to, just because I cover Minnesota, but Minnesota's kind of got it down to where they don't. I think they might have got like maybe five or six transfers this off season. Maybe maybe seven or eight. And that's a fair number. Yeah, that's a fair number. That's plug and play. I mean, that's you know, and but you know, Flex been there for what like five or six years now. So you know, yeah. I mean, I think they're kind of good with their evaluations, and they you know they use the portal for what it's kind of meant to be. If you're an established program and you're established coaching it's, staff, right? It's like the portal should be spackle. <laughs> to, to to get over some holes, you ain't building a new damn foundation it should, every single. It should year. be the spackle it's, after a frat party, you know, when you put right. holes in the wall, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. If, if you're building a new and foundation you, every year, you need a new damn house, man. And you don't want to piss the landlord off, you know. Right. Right. <laughs> spackle. So that along up. along those lines, we're gonna finish up with this, and Sean, I'm gonna give you kind of the first shot at this, um, as it relates to recruiting, but um, because I've got some thoughts on this. Finish Strong says, if Drinkwitz is less than 500 at the end of year four, should he be fired like B.O. was, who was 500 with the chance to go over 500 with the bullwin? So, look, we're not saying – I'm not asking you to say, yes, Eli Drinkwitz should be fired or <laughs> Eli Drinkwitz should not be fired. But just as it relates to recruiting, any any thoughts? As it relates to recruiting, uh, I think there's going to be <laughs> – if he's under 500, there's going to be some major concerns for this class because I think a lot of the – you know, a lot of the class kind of hinged on how Missouri would do this year and, and how they look, you know, and, and the perception of other recruits. So uh, that's going to be kind of my uh, – do you want me to say if he should be fired? <laughs> um, I, I try to make a practice of we, we don't really advocate for guys firing. No, but, I mean, look, if he's under 500 at the end of the year, I mean, the seat's going to be pretty hot, I believe. Uh, you know, yeah, so. I think it'll be warm, and I think that'll hurt him on the recruiting trail. But yeah. I'm going to reiterate this, and I'm going to explain my reasons why. I don't – I think it's dumb if you fire Eli Drinkwitz after this season. The only exception is if we see a lot of these 2021 and 2022 guys enter the portal, the guys he brought, that can change the calculus a little bit. But if we're just assuming, hey, let's say they go four and eight, normal attrition, I give them another year and here's why. Because I'm not getting rid of Eli Drinkwitz before I have seen Sam Horn as the starting quarterback, before I've seen Tavoris Jones as the starting running back, before I've seen Luther Burden in his second season, because we tried to say before the season, guys, true freshmen, wide receivers, like pump the brakes. You're getting a little out of control here with some of these expectations. And I think we're starting to see that. And, and we're going to write about this a little bit tomorrow. But look at what Dominic Lovett is doing in year two. 
he, he was a guy that caught 26 balls for 173 yards last year. And mm-hmm. he is now the SEC's leading receiver. Year two should be better than year one. So I want to see him with those guys on the field. And with some of the other, Isaac Thompson, Tyler Hibbler, some of these other guys maybe we haven't talked about as much, Jamarian Wayne, Marquise Graciel, those guys have to play before I'm going to make final judgment on Eli Drinkwitz. And if you give up on him and if you fire him after this year, a lot of those guys are, they're absolutely going to leave. And then you're just giving up on the last two recruiting classes. And if you have to hire a new coach, whether it's this year or next year, or the year after, whatever, all Missouri's going to do is go hire the next guy who's Eli Drinkwitz and say, well, we hope we're more right this time. Like, you're not hiring a proven Power 5 coach. You're hiring the the guy that you hope becomes a good Power 5 coach. And so three years is just too soon to give up on that. Um, and look, that is not a guarantee that he's the guy and that it's all going to work. But you guys were so excited about these two recruiting classes, and I get why. You should have been. They were the best ones Missouri's ever had on paper. To quit on the guy that brought them here before they see the field is it would be insanity. And I, I will write that it, it doesn't even talk about the financial parts. But again, if Missouri fires Drinkwitz after the season, I'm going to write a column that says it's stupid. I, I Barring just something completely unforeseen happening between now and December. Yeah, you bring up a good point. And, you know, look, it's it, this will be year three of Drinkwitz. And look, yeah. Missouri's not Georgia. <laughs> you know, you can't just can right. a coach – after you know that short a period of time some schools can get away with it like that but missouri can't you know uh, i mean you can if it's like glaringly obvious you've made a mistake right right but well you can't say it's glaringly obvious they've made a mistake yet in the examples you gave if like you know the 21 22 kids that they brought in and the class start you know hitting the portal or whatever then yeah, maybe that's a huge right. red flag. If, but. if I see six members of last year's class on the in the portal on December fifth, then I'll listen to the argument. Right, right, yeah. You bring up a good point. Missouri is kind of one of the you know it's it's a program where you might not want to cut ties too early with a coach like that and see where things go. I mean, he you bring up a great point that he brought in the best two recruiting classes Missouri's ever had. So let's kind of see where things pan out with those yeah. classes before we kind of you know cut the cord there. Yeah, and we'll finish up just a real quick one on this one. Magic Man wants to know the deal with uh, DJ Weselak. He was sick in fall camp, um, missed a lot of time. He's he's working out. I saw him warming up for the Abilene Christian game with linebackers. So he's with the team. He's not going to play this year. Um, you know, it, 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 he was never probably going to play this year. This was always going to be a redshirt season. So uh, I don't know, Sean, parting shots, man. I got to get to football practice. Your cat seems to be settled down. The situation seems to be better, but just want to make sure <laughs> everything's good there. No, no, no parting shots. You know, it's it's kind of funny. We come on we come on here with uh, maybe not a, not really a game plan, a little uh, list of things we're going to talk about. But we talk, we end up talking for like 30 minutes every time. So it's, it's all good. Yep. That's how we do it, man. We are pro pro improvisers. So, uh, Sean, appreciate it, man. We'll, we'll uh, let you go, and I'm going to wrap up here. All right, see you. All right, that is Sean Williams, our recruiting editor. Appreciate his contributions and uh, knowledge. He knows more about the recruiting than I do, if we're being honest about it. Um, but you know what I know about? I know about our sponsors, and I know about paying our bills, and that is James Carlton State Farm, carltoninsurance.net, 314-961-4800. Once again, if you get in touch with James and you let him know, or anybody on his team, and let him know you heard about him on Power Mizzou, 
then he is going to donate $20 to Missouri's uh, NIL Collective, Advancing Missouri Athletes. And he's also probably going to get you a hell of a deal on your insurance. He's going to do the best he can. Customer service is their thing. You're going to talk to a real human being and uh, hey, just give him a shot. He's a Mizzou fan. He's a PowerMizzou.com subscriber. Those are always guys that we encourage you guys to, uh, if you're going to give your business to somebody and you've got to have insurance, give it to somebody who supports uh, the same things that you guys support. So if your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton State Farm. Appreciate James for being a part of this. Appreciate all you guys for being a part of this. If you watched live, um, we would ask you to hit the like button on the show, hit the subscribe button on the channel, spread the word what we're doing, let more people know about it. If you are listening on the podcast, which we will post afterwards, once again, just pass it on on social media, share it with your friends. You can get it in all your podcast feeds, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple, uh, Spotify. I think that covers at least most of them. There are probably some other places, but, uh, you know, give us a nice review, share what we're doing. Thanks guys. Uh, Gerard Hamilton and I will be back previewing Georgia. We'll be a little delayed tomorrow. I've got an appointment, but we'll go about three 15 tomorrow afternoon. Um, and Sean and I will be back next Tuesday talking Mizzou recruiting. See you then.